pattern and understand this, that before God can move for us, we must be in position and a condition for him to, to be able to use us. He's been preaching his message for the last four months, trying to get us in that position. But I'm here to tell you, he said the train is about to leave the station. You can be on it if you want to. You can miss it. You can, you can, you can keep messing around and half be committed. You won't get on this train. And it's moving pretty quickly. Didn't say it won't be another train coming. Might be. I can't take that chance. Matthew chapter 3. We'll begin at verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying what? Repent ye, why? For, that's a pretty big event. But what, did, what was preceding the kingdom of heaven? Repent. Repent. You have to get in a condition in order to be able to receive the message. How in the world can you receive this thing God is trying to give you if you are in an unconfessed, unrepenting position? Verse 3, for this is he that was spoken of 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 the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And what was this voice crying? Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You've been trying to make God's path crooked as a letter S. No, God said, I can do this. I can get away with this. I can get away with this. I can get away with this. You can play if you want to. Let's see what Jesus said. You think Jesus is a pretty good, pretty good guy we can follow? Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Let's see what his message was. We were late starting, so we're not going to be long today. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach. What did Jesus say? He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What precedes the kingdom of heaven in your life? Do you want the kingdom of heaven in your life? Yeah. Repent. Repent. Now where does repent? Turn away. You know what comes before repentance? Go to Psalm 51. <clears throat> Psalm 51. David, another powerful man of God, took the same position. I love reading about David because David was just as nutty as I am. David would mess up every five, six months. David wouldn't just mess up. David would just have these big, giant mess-ups. But David understood something. God loved him. Amen. You know he loves us? Yes. He loves us so much that he sees us in the middle of the mess. Yes. Yes. And the devil about to, about to get us. Don't touch him. He's still mine. Don't you love a God like that? Yes. In the middle of your foolishness, he tells the devil, don't touch him. He's still mine. But Psalm 51, let's go to verse 1. David cried out, have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, not according to I deserved it, not according to my righteousness, 
but for your loving kindness, have mercy on me. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity. And what? Cleanse me from my sin. See, David understood something. I can't do anything until you do this. I can't be used by you until you do this. And his heart's desire was to be used by the Lord. For I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. See, you'll get to that point when all you want to do is serve God. Because you'll be, oh, Lord, this is keeping me. This is keeping me. Get this out of me. Just get this away from me. I don't want this, Lord. I can't help it. You'll get to that point. You will stop embracing transgressions and start abhorring sins. And you'll pray this and you'll say, Lord, cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and, and, and be clear when thou judgest. In other words, he said, Lord, I, yes, I did this. I, did, I laid it on the altar. Lord, yes, I'm not trying to hide. I'm not trying to excuse myself. I'm not trying to say everybody else is doing it, so it must be okay. I'm not trying to say since the preacher is a sinner, I can be a sinner. If I can't say that the, the deacon board are a bunch of fornicators, that means I can be a fornicator. He said, no, you're not at that point anymore. You're saying, Lord, help me. Because I know all that is wrong, and I'm not looking for excuses any longer. Thank you for taking the time to tune us in today. We pray that you've been blessed by the word. If you would like more of these sermons, please check us out on our YouTube page, download our podcast, and like and share us on Facebook and Twitter. May God bless you today and forevermore.